0: Hey what up Q?
1: What up Radio World? Think about it. Think about it. Think about it. Come
0: on. Think about it. Think about it. Come about it. Think about it. Think about it. My name is Quincy. it. Think about it. Think about
1: it. Come on it. This is my show. The Talk to Q Radio show. <laughs> Call go here.
2: Hey Q, how are you
1: what up, what up?
2: Well, let me thank you for having me on your show. It's so awesome to be here with you and all your listeners.
0: Bad man posted some in the chat room that almost made me choke
1: over here. <laughs> My man Ray
0: out there in New Jersey. Ray, what's going on, man?
2: Hey, what's up, man? How you doing?
1: You know, I ain't telling you, don't screw.
2: Screw is cool. Some women are down for it. <laughs> I said some, not all. This is a show that people are supposed to get their opinion and tell what they
1: think. Hey,
0: What's going on, people? All right. I'd like to welcome all of you to the Talk to Q Radio show. My name is Quincy, and this is my show. And um first things first, um I wanted to take a moment to extend my condolences to one of my show legends. Um talking about Ray in, in New Jersey. Um he lost his dad on yesterday. And um I wanted to take a moment of silence uh, to honor his dad. Okay. Uh, Ray, you know, my thoughts and prayers are with you, um, Amanda and the rest of your family during this trying time. Uh, this also um, extends to show legend M M, uh, because that was his uncle. Uh, so I hope that all of you are able to heal during this time of bereavement. I'm truly sorry for your loss. All right. Uh, this show is recording live on Monday, March the 9th at 8 p.m. Central Time. If you want to get in on the show, then call 516-595-8306. That's 516 595 eight three zero six once you dial in then press one if you wish to join the discussion now tonight we were talking about if men need more legal protection do men need more protection when it comes to alimony settlements uh, do men need more risk protection when it comes to rape allegations uh, child support things like that but before we get started with all of that Let me explain how this show works for those who may be new to it. This show is a platform for you, the callers, the chat room participants, the social networkers. All of you have the opportunities to voice chat or tweet your opinions to me and be heard worldwide and completely uncensored. Because here on T2Q, there are no experts, just opinions. Unlike most shows where you simply just listen to the host talk on and on, I allow you the opportunity to speak your mind. You can join my show legends each episode and discuss a wide range of things like relationships, current events, sports, celebrities, and more. This show is very informal by design because, let's face it, my style is very unorthodox in nature. The topics are random, but they're relevant to what's going on in the world today. The call-in number to step in on your sofa is 516-595-8306, that's 516-595-8306, and as I mentioned earlier, if you decide to call in and you get the urge to voice your opinion, then after you connect, hit 1 on your dial pad, that lets me know that you're ready to speak, and please mute your phone if you're not speaking at the time, because background noise picks up easily over cell phones and headsets. Once you call into the show, then be prepared to face my show legends. A show legend is someone who's participated or contributed to the show so many times that they've reached legendary status. They have priority when it comes to discussions, and you'll get to know them by voice over time. With enough participation, maybe someday you can be a show legend. Now, other ways you can contribute to the show is to follow me on Twitter at TalkToCute. There is a live tweet chat that occurs during the show, and you can respond to some of the same questions that I'm asking over the air in most cases. Please search and use hashtag T2Q to read and respond to all show tweets. You can also join the interactive chat room and respond to topics along with others there. If you want to learn more about me, the show, or the show legends, then journey on over to talk to q And if you can't listen to the entire show live, then you can find T2Q on iTunes, Spotify, Google, Anchor, and any other podcast aggregator. And just pick up where you left off. All right. Maintenance complete. All right. 516 595 8306 is the number to join the show. 516 595 8306. You can also go to talk2q.com and click on the show page tab to launch the interactive chat room. You can answer questions there, and I may read your responses on the air if given the opportunity. Um, You can also participate via Twitter. Search for hashtag T2Q and join the tweet chat that occurs during live broadcasts. And you can also get in on the discussion on Facebook. If um, you happen to be on the Talk to Q radio show fan page So many ways to participate on the show To the phone lines, I go She's calling from the natural state of Arkansas Mm -hmm. Please welcome on Amy to the Talk to Q radio show Amy, what's happening? Well, it's Karen
2: Carpenter saying rainy days and Monday Get me down.
0: (laughs) I've never heard that song in my life.
2: (laughs) Amy, how are you you doing? Come on.
0: (laughs) It's great to hear your voice again. How have you been?
2: Oh, all right. Uh, Just, you know, trying to get through all this crazy weather, you know, the up and down temperature, all the rain. You know, it's just uh, ugh, it's upsetting
0: to to me. I understand. Hopefully, we'll have more consistent warm, warmer weather coming up in the in the near future. So, Mm -hmm. all right. So we'll go ahead and kick things off. Five one six. Excuse me. Five one six five nine five eight three zero six is the number on the Talk to Q Radio Show. And I want to discuss a few things that have been, um, I guess, coming across my path over the last week or so regarding men and the legal system. Now I know when you hear um, a title, like, do men need more legal rights? Then a lot of women are probably rolling their eyes at that because, you know, it's like men pretty much have everything as it is. Why do you need more? And I get that. However, when it comes to the legal system, there um, are some things that appear to be unbalanced when it comes to the genders. And so i just going to discuss a couple of the, a few of those things this evening. And Amy, I, I'll, I'll ask you this question first.
1: Okay.
0: When it comes to um, allegations of sexual assault, should a man's name be withheld until he's proven guilty? And let me, let me give you an example kind of like um let me give you an example of a story that I heard on the radio just last week. There was okay. a young guy who was who was in college. And so he was a junior in college, he's on the baseball team, a small community, and he met this girl on New Year's well he knew the girl, but he hooked up with this girl on New Year's Eve. He slept with her that evening. The next day the police show up on New Year's Day, I guess, and arrest him, and take him to jail for rape. Now, mm-hmm. uh, he made the front page of this, you know, the rape allegations and everything. He got kicked off the baseball team. Luckily, he did not get kicked out of school, but he did get kicked off the baseball team. After the mm-hmm. case went to trial, he was found not guilty. Um, he was innocent of all charges because there were text messages that were subpoenaed that – um Revealed that the lady was trying to avoid her boyfriend to think she had cheated on him. So she said Mm -hmm. that the guy raped her when she actually cheated. And the text message corroborated all of that. And he was able to go free. He says that after his name was cleared, it appeared like on page nine of the local newspaper. You know, not on the front page where his guilty uh, allegations were, but on page nine, on the back page. So to this day, seven years later, when he walks around in his community, people still give him the side eye. And could this all have been avoided if his name had been withheld from the news until after maybe he was found guilty? So having given you that long and drawn out example, what do you think about that? Should they withhold a man's name of all sexual assaults and allegations until he is proven guilty?
2: Absolutely. And, and, and you know I'm a true crime junkie. I follow a lot of high-profile cases. I, I do a lot of studying, you know, in the criminal justice world and everything. And even though I know that the justice system is unfair and it doesn't prosecute people who are guilty and, and, and prosecute people who aren't guilty, so I am a firm believer in you know the and the right to you know uh hear your case in trial and i and I do think that that is a good idea because of situations like this, and you never know what the situation is I mean that kid lost his college baseball career over false allegation of what coach ended up being yeah. false allegation. And, you know, if you want to, I, I, I really don't, I, I think that's a very good idea to keep that withheld because once stuff makes it to the public and the media, it goes absolutely berserk. And I know from following these high-profile cases, and also running uh, a missing persons and cold cases and human trafficking uh, page that the public has become a total lynch mob. And when you have, when the media has lynched somebody, the public has lynched somebody, even though they're found innocent in a court of law, or even when they're found guilty. Someone's always going to have doubt. Someone's either going to have doubt that someone was really guilty, or someone, you know, going to uh, know that that person was guilty and they they got let go.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
2: So yeah, All right. I, mean, I, I really think that I really feel like that is a good idea. I mean, you know. Every victim needs to be heard whether it's a false allegation or not that's why there's an investigation and you do an investigation and you have a trial and you 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 do, you find guilt or innocence but just saying oh he you know oh he raped me and firing him for, or and firing somebody from their job or releasing somebody from school or or their uh, ball team or whatever, I don't believe that's fair. I believe in a fair trial on both sides, the prosecution and the defense.
0: Absolutely. And let me check back in on the phone lines Go see the doctor. From the 910 area code to Tar State of North Carolina, he plays a doctor on the radio. Please welcome Dr. Willis. To the top to Q Radio show. What's going on, man?
3: Hey, what's up, Q, and whoever else is on right now? I think I heard Amy. And I haven't heard anybody else. Hey,
2: Bobby, how are you?
3: Hey, I'm doing well. Thank. You. How are you? Good. So, what's up, Q? Q. And you I'm sorry. Out. I'm
0: sorry. Oh, I'm there sorry. you go. <laughs> and um. No, I was saying that. Um, yeah, I don't. You didn't hear at the top of the show, Ray. I mean, um, Bobby, that Ray lost his dad yesterday. So, um, oh, Ray. Wow. Uh, yeah. So he's probably on his way uh, to Mississippi now. And of course, that was Eminem's uncle, and you know Amanda's father-in-law. So it's you know really right. impactful. Well,
3: my condolences
1: to, to all, all three of them, man. Yeah, yeah. definitely.
2: Ray, Amanda, Eminem, we
0: love you. If you need us, you know where to find us. Oh, yeah. All right. So um, as far as the, the question goes, Dr. Willis, if um, should you keep a man's name out of the news? You know how they have, uh, you know, rape victims. They don't release their name to the public. Um, right. Juveniles, they don't release their name to the public if they're not charged as adults. Should they do the same for men when it comes to sexual allegations? Uh
3: I, I wholeheartedly believe that they should. Um it's it's a, it's an egregious miscarriage of the law because if you think about it, the um they're violating uh federal law. They're violating the fourteenth amendment. Um uh, one of the clauses of the fourteenth amendment is that you know saying um you know you're um you should get equal treatment um uh, provided by the law. And so when you're when you're dragging that guy's name out there um, based on an allegation and you're withholding the woman, you're breaking that law. Let's say they do their you know they they do their due diligence, the police that is, the investigators, whatever they do their due diligence, and then they find out that the guy indeed raped the woman. Then yeah, by all means, you know put them out there so people can be aware. You know do what you got to do. But until then, because we've seen we've seen how how lives have been ruined just off allegation alone, like you don't have to get convicted, and if you're a man, your life is practically you know what I'm saying marked because of that allegation and uh I got a friend right now who's uh who who fit that same bill that you was talking about with that young baseball player um you know he had sex with this this young girl didn't and neither one of us i, I even saw the girl uh, this was back when we were like nineteen and twenty. And, um, you know, he you know, brought two girls over, and they looked like they were, you know what I'm saying, 22, 23. They looked older than we did. And, uh, you know, one one of the young girls' um, boyfriend came over and found, followed her and found out, and she tried to say that he raped her. And to this day, my, my man is on a, a registry. And I was there that day. I didn't participate because I had to go pick up my son. Thank God, I, you know what I'm saying, I had to go at that time.
1: You're at that kid. time,
3: but Yeah. But... I was there, and the girls willingly came over, and, you know what I'm saying, and, and, you know, they did whatever they did after I left, but I definitely know that he didn't rape, rape them. But because he was, you know what I'm saying, because it was his, you know, her word against his, um, and, you know, later we find out that she didn't want to get in trouble by a boyfriend, he's still on that registry. So I, I really do um, think that they're violating the um, the Constitution when they do that.
1: Okay, okay.
0: And um it's it's something that I do think they need to consider uh because uh, the 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 court of public opinion uh these days like everyone wants blood, you know, everyone mm-hmm. wants blood. And so yeah. as soon as something comes out, um you know, it's it's front page headlines, but when they realize that you didn't do it, then it goes on the back page somewhere after the, the classifies or something. And no one ever, you know, really knows that they don't use that
3: same energy. Exactly.
0: And so and exactly. it can be problematic because that is something that can follow a person for life. Just the accusations um, when it comes to sexual assault or being a pedophile or, or anything um, of that nature, once you get accused, true or not, your life is pretty much over.
3: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, Q, you said something then, too. Uh, I blame I blame society. I blame us. We want, we're want, we so bloodthirsty, we want, we want punishment immediately. So it's gotten to the point now where we put pressure on the police departments, these investigators and all of them, to come up with a body. Nowadays, when they arrest somebody, they don't care if they did it or not. They just need a body to, to at least somewhat fit the, fit the uh, description or the crime or whatever the case may be so they can try them out in front of the public and say, we caught the perp. Meanwhile, the real purpose of, you know, with yeah. their feet kicked up somewhere laughing and saying, hey, you know what I'm saying, stupid, you know. But, we, but we've but we done that. Society has done that. We have conditioned our law enforcement that, hey, you got to find somebody right now. Don't take your time. Don't There's no due diligence. You know, you need to do it right now. And so, you know, just like the situation that's happening in Alabama, you know what I'm saying, the guy didn't even pull the trigger. But guess what? They had to make a statement. They didn't care if he pulled the trigger or not. So, it's like somebody's gonna pay, and I think that you know what I'm saying we could be blamed for that. I mean, when I say we i mean society as a whole you know we we we're partially responsible. It's not just only the cops and the investigators we got some we got some share in that blame, no doubt, no doubt
0: okay, so uh let's move on to the to the next question, and this one is going to be a lot more controversial, I'm sure. And, Amy, I'm going to start with you on this first. Being that men do not have an option when it comes to a woman keeping her child or having an abortion, um, you know, men really don't have an option when it comes to that. It's her decision, you know, her body, her decision, right? Uh, So with that being the case, since a man is not allowed to keep a child that he may want, should he be allowed to opt out of being financially responsible for a child he does not want? So let's say she wants to keep the child. Should he have the option to say, you know what, I don't want anything to do with the kid, and he, be, he waive his rights to the kid as well as any financial obligations as long as he do so before the child is born?
2: You know what? It takes two sexual organs to make a baby. It takes a woman's sexual organ and a man's sexual organ. And if women have the right to have an abortion without the father's permission and that man wants that baby, yes, I understand. I'm a woman. It's my body to do what I want to with it. But, you know, I've seen too many... I've seen better single fathers out there than I have single mothers. And I've seen fathers that have raised their kids uh, whose mothers have, you know, walked out on them. You know, they're worthless, laid up, doing dope. And, and, you know, the father, uh, my friend Robbie raised his son from the time he was just a young little boy. The dope-head mama walked out and... He was history. He raised him on his own and went through college. So, you know, if women have the right to have an abortion without a man's permission, then I feel like, you know, um, if the man doesn't want to, to t- help take care of the baby and she's going to keep it, then, you know, he has the right to to opt out. I mean, it, it's something that needs to be... It's part, that would be something that would really differ with each and every couple, and it's something that needs to be decided and talked about, and come to some kind of a, an agreement.
1: Okay.
0: You may be in the minority on that one with um a lot of women, Amy, but uh, they might be trying to pull <laughs> your 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 woman card on that one. But
2: uh, well, <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm not. I don't know too many shady ass bitches. <laughs> okay?
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I
2: do. Dr. I know girls that have intentionally gotten pregnant by someone so they could try to entrap a, a dude. You know? So.
0: Okay. Well, Dr. Willis, how do you feel about it, man? Do you think that a guy should have the option to waive his rights? and therefore not be financially obligated to a kid if he doesn't, you know, want to have that child.
3: I think that, um, I think what would be fair, don't necessarily make it right, but I think what would be fair would be that, um, that a couple or, you know, two cohabitating people, you know, whatever the case may be, they'll have up to the time period that a woman can no longer have the abortion or, you know, um, where where it's actually a a baby or whatever, where you can't, where you can't abort. All right. So they have up to that time period. If the guy is on board with having a child, you know, and you know, they they can get this in writing, they can do it however they want to. It'll be the burden of proof will be on whoever brings it to court. But uh, I would, I would, I would preferably say put it in writing. So, you know, let's say the guy's on board with having a child. Right. And he goes all the way through that period where she where she has the, um the possibility to, to abort the baby if he don't if he, if he chooses to back out and he don't do it. And then she crosses over into that other period where she can't ha- she can't have an abortion or it'd be dangerous or whatever the case may be, then guess what? He is now liable. He gotta stick with her regardless. Now let's say up until that period he decides to back out. You know, they had already agreed they were gonna do it, but he no longer wants to do it long as it's before that period she got enough time to get the get the thing done, you know what I'm saying? If she chooses to go that route, you know, then I think that, you know, she she is she is making a conscious decision now to say, hey look, you know, I can financially support this child, I'm gonna keep it. And like I said, it don't make it right. It just makes it fair. So I think that would probably be the best way to handle mm. that situation. But um I know that the way we have it right now is definitely unfair to the guy because, you know, I know it takes two to make a baby, but it only takes that one (laughs) to bring you out to dry. And usually, it's um, and 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 let me let me um preface that by saying, guys, take care of your children. I mean that that's just bottom line. But there are some unwanted kids out there, and and these women are having these babies, you know, because they want the child, but they also think it's going to keep the guy. Or, you know, it's going to, you know, uh, or she's going to punish him with the baby and things like that. So um, I think something like what I suggested would be probably more even killed than fair. Like I said, don't make it right, but it may, I think it would be fair.
0: Okay. Well, do you think, and this is for either of you, uh, like based on what Amy says, Amy says she knows some people who have done things like this to try to entrap guys and or whatever. But do you think that if a law like this was enacted that it would cut down on um, some of the pregnancies that, you know, we have today or, or you know, like pregnancies out of wedlock, so to speak. Do you think it would cut make any type of reduction at all if women know going into it that the guy has an option to opt out?
3: Oh, yeah, of course. I, th- I think that, uh, you know, I think, I think that they would be more reserved with who they do, um, you know what I'm saying, like, you know, take that chance with. Um, you know, you're still going to have some guys out there that's going to, you know what I'm saying, uh, uh, you know, try to finesse these ladies into having sex without a condom and stuff like that. So, you know, that's another uh, that's another thing you have to take in consideration. But guess what? She has the power to not give it up. And I'm not putting this on women because I know they're going to they take it as that. You can't say nothing against women, but I've been taking it as an attack. But they do have the power, though. They do have the power not to give it to us if we're not wearing a condom. You know what I'm saying? So if a guy is trying to do that, I mean, he still gets the same, you know, you still got that period to where she can no longer have an abortion. You know what I'm saying? No matter. So I think I think that I think that right there would be a catch-off of all cases. So it would be in the best interest of both couples after having sex you know, wait two or three days later and go get a damn test. So that way you got plenty of time. You ain't got no excuses. you got plenty of time to make sure that, hey, look, I followed in this time frame. But boom, boom, boom. I think it will push guys to, um, you know, want to want to know more sooner than later than having a woman get close to that time frame and then all of a sudden want to back out. You know what I'm saying? Because we still got to be fair to these women. we got to be fair to the guys. So uh, I think it will uh, reduce the uh, the number of pregnancies. I believe that. I don't know. You know, it's yet to be seen, but I think it
2: will. Well, I think it -hmm. might, you know, cut out on some of these women trying to, you know, like I was talking about, entrap guys and stuff like that, definitely. And I think, Bobby, I think your idea is really, you know, what you were saying, and I was saying, you know, this needs to be talked about because it's going to be something different with each and every couple. And, Mm -hmm. you know, come to an agreement and go into some kind of, you know, like a, just like a marriage, you know, it's a, it's a
0: contract. Okay, so I mean, I guess if you're going to do things on this level, you almost have to make DNA tests mandatory for pregnancies, regardless if you're married or
3: not, right? I would say you have to make that mandatory. Throw that in. Uh, no, no I, I wouldn't make it. I wouldn't make it mandatory. I would just say simply, um, if you know you were the last person to sleep with her. You, you got to at least clear your name, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. So if let's say, for instance, she's she, you know the woman that slept with, and I, you know, I, like I said, uh, ladies, I apologize, but guess what? You are the child carrier, so you know what I'm saying. It's gonna be against you kind of, but she's the one, Let's say she slept with three guys or something within the last you know week or so, okay, and she don't know who got her pregnant. Any one of those guys still have that possibility, you know, have that have that right to up to that point where she can no longer have a having an abortion to go to her and say, hey, look, you know, um, I want to be there for the baby. Now you, now you may have a problem if you got all three of them that want it. You know, then then that's when you have to do the DNA and all that. But uh, yeah. even with that, <laughs> if they run into that problem, then somebody, you know, they're all going to back out because now they're probably going to discover each other. But um, but getting back to the point, you know, all three of them still have their right up to the point where she can no longer have an abortion to, to back out or to stick with it.
2: Hey, Quincy, I wanna say something that, that you know, I'm liable to of piss off the entire uh
1: Uh-oh. feminist
2: nation. But <laughs> I'm frankly tired of all this feminist promotion of uh the right to my own body, the right to my own body, the right to have an abortion, the right to have a and that's all they want want to don't take my rights away, don't take my rights away none of them were promoting anything about safe sex and birth control to prevent having to have an abortion and to prevent you needing to have the right to govern your own body.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I'm, you know, I'm, a lot of people feel like that falls on know,
2: the, people the like man. People have want to promote, give me the right to my own body, give me the right to my own body, and then she wants to walk around like a a, a $2 tramp, but then she don't want to say nothing about ladies if you, you know, let's just not have any unwanted pregnancies. Let's have safe sex. But you don't hear it from none of them. Okay,
1: okay.
0: Very well stated. Amy's on her soapbox this evening. Five one six five nine five eighty three zero six is the number on the Talk to Q radio show. Gonna take a quick break and uh, we'll be back with more and in, in, in just a moment. We get a couple more questions um, in the second half of the show. Right after this break.
2: This is Erica from Madison, Mississippi. And you're listening to the Talk to Q Radio Show. No experts, just opinions.
0: all right and i'm back and uh let's see on facebook amy chimed in from mississippi and uh she typed a lot but i'll, I'll read some of this uh amy said well i'm pro-choice to start i kind of feel like women use babies as a way to control men or trap them even though it takes two she said it's psych- it's a psychologically fact. psychological fact I think that if maybe women knew that a man would choose to opt out, they would have different views on abortion. Call me crazy, but I'm just not sure how many people actually want to be single. I'm sorry, single parents. I know that for myself, if I were to become pregnant and he did not want it, that's his pro-choice, same as mine. I can proceed to do it alone or not. All right, so that's just some of the things that Amy in Mississippi had to say. Um, about the whole if a man had the option to to opt out thing, um, because she says it's a, you know, it's a lifetime commitment. It's not like getting a puppy or buy, buying a car or something you have to do for life. And kids shouldn't be put through so much drama. They should be with parents who went into child parenthood willingly. So, um, all right, I appreciate Amy in Mississippi chiming in. And um, anybody having any comments on what she said? Looks like you're not in the minority, Amy. Is. That's another Amy that agrees with you.
2: Yeah, well it's not right. and 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 I totally, you know, agree with what she, with what she says, you know, as well. Um
1: and let's see,
0: and there's another agreement from Mitchell in Ridgeland, Mississippi. So he just said yes, that he agrees that a man should have that option. All right, so this one right here, I don't know. I think this would be kind of touchy for guys, but let me give you the scenario, all right? Uh, I don't watch The Real Housewives of Atlanta, but I did come across this this show. Uh, by the way, shout out to Mama Joyce. If you heard me say that, then uh, just cover your ears. All right, um, Eva Eva Marcel. I'm guessing as a real housewife, and she's married to a man named Michael Sterling. Michael is a dad to three kids. He has a son named Michael Jr., he has another son named Maverick, and he has a stepdaughter, that's the key word, stepdaughter, named Marley Ray. Now, um, in a recent episode of Real Housewives of Atlanta, we learned that Eva's daughter, Marley Ray, who she has from a previous relationship from a dude named Kevin McCall, Eva was able to change her daughter's last name legally to Sterling, her husband's last name. So now the couple was focused on adopting Marley. Now I don't know the situation with Kevin McCall, if he's a good dad, if he's a deadbeat or whatever the situation is. But essentially what they did is they took another man's daughter and took his last name and changed it to the new husband's last name. So, Dr. Willis, I'm going to start with you on this first. Is Mm -hmm. it fair or foul for a child's mother to get married and change her kid's last name from the child's dad to the new spouse's surname?
3: I think uh, that's situational, uh, and I'll explain. Um, If the biological father is not in the picture, not supporting the child, you know, uh mentally you know physically uh spiritually uh financially none of that then I think that once you do that, then there gotta be some kind of agreement then that this this person is no longer in the life he's no longer you know responsible for anything for that child if you're gonna go to that extent, and then the new uh or the father the guy that's there as acting as that. Should assume all the responsibilities, which they're probably doing anyway. So now, let's say if the guy is there in the in the child's life, and let's say he's gray all the way around, then of course not. That that would be that would be foul. Don't do that unless he's okay with it. Let's say if it's a guy that's there best he can, but not in the way that the mom would like for it. Still, foul. You don't do it unless it, he gives permission to do that. And I think that it should be made to where if that does happen and that, that particular father does not want to be in that child's life anymore, then when when you legally change that name over to that other cat's name, then that is now that cat's responsibility. This other cat is off the hook. And, um, you know I, know, I know that ain't going to sit well for a lot of folks. Yeah, he made it, but guess what? If you're saying that, hey, I want to take everything that reminds me uh, us of you away from this child then guess what take everything to check the the whole nine and then you take it over there you know what I'm saying let this other guy do that so I think it's foul if the biological dad is not on board with it and he's at least doing what he can or he's doing what he should and or if he's doing what he should and more then those situations that's foul if the guy's no longer there he don't care blah 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 then guess what Take him out of the picture all, all together. You know what I'm saying? Child for the whole night. Just get rid of him because you're signing – now you're signing that child's name over to this other guy. You know what I'm saying? So now you're saying this is solely, you know, his responsibility now. That's what I believe. I know a lot of women say going to say, no, nah, that, that's not what it means and blah, 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 but guess what? Why else do it? <laughs> you know, why else do it? Because if he's already do, uh, playing a role as the biological father, then there should be no uh, there should be no issues you know what I'm saying if you're just trying to be greedy and get more money on top of whatever you know has been provided yeah we want we want to get the most for our t- children i agree with that but in this situation when you're talking about taking something as as uh sacred as the, as the namesake away from that that, that child and that the, and her uh, or his biological father then yeah i think you need to do it all the way
0: okay and in Eva's defense um they are seeking Adoption of the child, so that is something that looks like they're doing. So they're kind of on the the right track with what you're suggesting, Doctor Willis. Uh, Amy, how do you, it. It? do you feel about it? I'm sorry. You have yeah, one more thing to say.
3: Yeah, I I'd say I've I've had a chance to meet Eva. Uh, this is a long time ago. I don't know if she, you know, of course she probably won't remember. Me, but um, I, you know, her brother was uh, if if I remember correctly, her brother was served in the Marine Corps. We were out there. We was in training together and stuff. And um, I had a chance to meet her
0: through okay. him. Yep. Okay. She's pretty okay. Real, Marley, Marley, R-
3: real. Real, real, real down to earth.
0: Molly Ray is not yours. Stop the kid.
1: No, no, no. no.
3: <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, back right, then, boy, well, probably could have been. Was you to give me
1: a chance. <laughs> <laughs> All right,
0: Amy. What's your opinion on it? Can a single mother? I'm sorry, not a single mother. Can a, um, a mother who gets remarried uh, change the last name of her child by someone else and it be all right? Uh,
2: well, yes and no, depending on the situation. Um, generally, a parent has to either sign their rights away or have their rights terminated in order for anyone to adopt a child. So if you have a situation where there is a true desertment and let's say you haven't seen hiding her hair of the father in, you know, five years and uh, and he ain't paid no support or nothing and you get married again, then, then but, you know, go through the legal channels, um, even when you get a divorce and you don't have uh, you, you don't know where, even know where your spouse is, or their address, or to serve papers, or anything. In order to get a divorce based on uh, desertion, you have to put an ad in the paper. Uh, there's there's legal steps that you you have in order to get a divorce from someone that you can't find. So um, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I think that 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 you know, after so long, then then someone should be allowed to do that. But just because you get remarried again and that father is still a, a part of that child's life, then, no, you can't go change that kid's last name without that father's permission.
0: Okay. All right. So it was something... Um that on the surface, it does look pretty controversial. I don't, like I said, I don't know what role Kevin McCall has played in Marley Ray's life or if he's around or what the situation is, but her husband, Michael Sterling, has pretty much treated Marley Ray as his own since she was about 15 months, I believe, and he has no problem with um, taking her on as his daughter, as his adopted daughter. So, um, You know, I guess there are no issues there. I don't know the the full story, but I thought it was an interesting scenario.
1: uh,
2: With a biological father.
0: So, yeah. But all right, we'll go ahead and get into the last question, and we'll wrap things up. And it's a simple one. It's something you've probably heard discussed before. But uh, should men be obligated to pay alimony based on their total net worth Um, or should they only be required to pay based on everything they made after they got married so for example if you get married in June 1st 2017 then everything from that tax year and beyond is subject to alimony as opposed to your entire net worth and Amy I'll start with you first do you think that should be the case
2: no, because, I mean, I think that that it should be what their net worth is, you know, after they get married. And if you've got a very big net worth, you know, most people are going to enter into a marriage with a prenup anyway. So, um, I Yeah, think I'm not they, sure
0: how good prenups you know, are these days.
1: Right. I mean, yeah. <laughs> um,
2: and, you know... um yeah, I, I think it should be, you know, after the, after you, after you get married, definitely.
1: Because All I mean, right, you, let me go you,
2: to the... you, walking into the, it, if you, if your net worth is a million, when you and I get married, and then we get a divorce, and your net worth is ten million, I'm gonna take you to ten million. <laughs>
0: I mean, but what if he was he worth ten million before you get? What if he was worth ten million before you get married, and after he gets married, he's worth twelve million? Are you entitled to the entire twelve, or just the two million that he made after you got married?
2: Just the two million you made after, because where did the other money go? You probably spent it.
1: <laughs> the
0: woman probably spent uh, it. <laughs> let Let me go to the phone lines to the 850 Area Code, Pensacola, Florida. Caller, what's your name?
1: It's Buck, man. What's up?
0: What's up, Buck? did they recognize the number, man?
1: Same number i weigh you. Is it? <laughs>
0: okay, hold on. Let me do this yeah. again. Let me do this again. I, you have a show legend. You got to get my proper welcome. From the 850 <laughs> Area Code, the Emerald Coastline of Pensacola, Florida, Making his way to the ring, the man in black, the Buckster. Buck, what's going on, bro?
1: How's it going, people? What's up, Buck? All right, glad
0: glad to get Here you in, goes. man. And uh, Buck, uh, do you think that when it comes to alim- alimony, that the woman should get um that the woman should get everything based on the man's net worth at the time? Like if he's worth a hundred million dollars. And she gets half of that 100 million depending on whatever state you're in or how it works or do you think that she should only get what he made after they got married
1: I think after they got married I mean you know it's just you know it it's such a slippery slope the way it is anyway you know whether, whether it's before or after but, you know, for me, I think it should be done after you get married because what y'all make together, then y'all should split together. Anything he made before that, she shouldn't be entitled to. So, but, you know, you know, I don't even, you know, regardless of whether it's ever changed that way or is it already that way or whatever, I mean, it depends on how, you know, how bad the guy is. You know, they don't look at it both ways. So, you know, depending on what kind of relationship you have beyond marriage is going to determine on how, how deep she gets in the So. Okay.
0: Well, I don't know. I I, I look at this. um, I I think that it's kind of like what, what Dr. Willis, the statement he used earlier, you know, people may not think is right, but it seems fair. Um, If a man makes, a hundred million dollars before you come along. And then after you come along, he makes another 50. Then I can understand how you can say, you know what? I was along for that 50, so I should get half of it. But should you get half of all of it? And then I don't know if that seems right to me. And I know there are different rules in different States, but uh, we'll use California for example, because we all know how people get fleeced in California. But I mean, um, just alimony in general, Dr. Willis, do you you feel like alimony is fair? I mean, I do think that if a man is the head of, you know, it's like the breadwinner and a woman is not working or something or vice versa, even if it's the other way around, I do think that you should give them something if they're not working so they can um, kind of get on their feet going forward. But, I mean, just how fair is alimony? All
3: right. So here's my personal opinion. I don't think that I got to keep carrying and taking care of your ass when we're not together anymore. That's just my personal opinion. All right. So I think alimony is a sham. <laughs> However, here's my more looking into it and <laughs> trying to make an unbiased opinion. Uh, answer. I think that, I think that um, women should document what they do in a relationship when it comes to things like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, if if you're helping him make that money, you're not just sitting around on your ass all day watching soaps, and you know, or, you know, if you got kids and stuff like that, you know, guess what? That's a full-time job. You're watching the kids. You're taking care of the kids. You're keeping the house clean. Document that. And I hate to say that, you know what I'm saying, because when you're in love and you're together, you don't be thinking about that. But it's it's proven that these relationships are not lasting as long as our, you know, parents' uh, relationships last, you know what I'm saying, back in the day. So you need to protect yourself. You need to insulate yourself. So when you go to court, you can say, hey, Your Honor, from this year to this year, I was doing this. And then from here, uh, when he got that big contract, I was there, you know, uh, and I made this happen for him to get there. If you can document all that, then you deserve whatever he made during those particular years. But if you can't, if you just say, hey, I was just there, I provided emotional support and I gave him sex and blah, 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 then here's my question to you then. All right, after we split up, and you feel like you're entitled to my money and alimony, and am I still entitled to sex with you when I feel like having sex and i and I don't want to go out or meet nobody else and stuff? can I still come <laughs> over and do what I need to do 'cause you know that you know they're gonna be like i, I can hear a collective hell and all across the world right now,
1: <laughs> you know what I'm saying,
3: but they don't they don't look at it that way they you know what I'm saying it's like I'm entitled to this, but you're not entitled to whatever And because, and and i and I bring it up because here's the thing. Money and security is to women What sex is to men and, and, and don't get me wrong There's going to be a lot on both sides That are going to disagree with that But at the end of the day I guarantee you when you sit down And narrow down the problems It's going to be one of those two things And it's going to be on those sides That I said it is So you know If if I still owe you this Then why can't I still get what I need From the, from the, um, from the relationship when, when we had the relationship So if you say hell no then guess what? That should be reciprocated. Then, hell no, you can't have my money, you know, unless you show where you documented, where you put in, what you've done, you know what I'm saying, to uh, actually rate some of this money.
0: Okay. Okay. Strong statement, sir. And uh looks like has dropped off like we lost him. Um, but all right. So I... Uh, my my personal stance on alimony. I mean, when I hear about how some people get um, kind of like a, what was it Lionel Richie's wife who said she was accustomed to to getting like massages uh, every other week and her mani pedi and spa treatment right. and all this other stuff. And I think she got like ten grand a month, um, which is probably why he he's been on. TV shows or whatever, trying to pay for her.
1: <laughs> exactly. He
0: ain't, he, had, he ain't had a hit 30 years. but um, Right. <laughs> so I'm guessing that, yeah. uh, you that's, know, that's, that's why, reason man. why he, it's crazy to me. he's still working. And then it's like, there's no incentive because as long as she's not married, she'll continue to get exactly. I mean, I know sometimes they have like a limited amount of time they may give you, but for a lot of people, as long as they don't get married, they'll continue to get it. So I mean, mm-hmm. who's going to get married if they know they can have that income coming in? Exactly. Uh, unless
1: you're, you're, you're you
0: like Mariah, All right, So what?
2: I definitely think there should be a time limit on on that alimony kind of thing because you know that's just ridiculous. Just because you're accustomed to to live in a certain way, blah 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 blah. You know, I, I kind of take on the, the philosophy of uh, Medea in uh, Diary of a Mad Black Woman. You know, when Helen shows up on her doorstep, oh, that's Charles' money, uh, and how you cook, clean, and that, and <laughs> for him, and, and she's got that calculator adding it all up. You know, um, yeah. When <laughs> when in in, in, in and <laughs> and I know y'all seen the movie, y'all know, y'all know the storyline and. Oh, and yeah. she had been there for for him, you know, all that time, and so, so yeah, you know, she uh, she deserves that money. But you see, she got ended up getting her own job and started supporting her own self. So I think I think, I think we have like a time limit, you know, on
3: alimony. I think we had that that type of money and stuff like that. I think the like I said once again, fair. Maybe not right, but I think that you should if you got that kind of money and like I said, depending on the circumstances, let's say she didn't you don't have any kids and all her her only argument is I'm accustomed to this type of living. I think you That's should
1: bullshit. It's bullshit. I think
3: you should offer I think you should offer four years of college, paid. Let her mm-hmm. get an education. She ain't got no excuses. You pay for mm-hmm. her, um, you know what I'm saying? You pay you pay for the um the, the 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 tuition, uh, room and board, whatever case may be, for her to for her to get through college for four years, and then maybe a little stipend at the end to carry her until she get a job, and after that, she's cut off. I mean, because it's not, is I feel like I strongly, I do feel strongly about this. It's not my job to keep taking care of you when we split up. That's just not my, it's not I my agree job.
2: That's only a great way to but I, mean, you well, are I think that's the talking thing,
3: give her an opportunity to get an to get a job that she
2: would like. You know, I've been a single mother of two kids since the 90s, and, and I've worked and, and taken care of and, and raised my kids on my own most of the time without no help from their fathers.
3: So yeah, And to be fair now, um, you know what I'm saying, it's vice versa too. You know, it's very rare on the other side. But, I mean, that goes for men too who are, you know, leeching off women who got money. You know what I'm saying? Put his ass in mm-hmm. college for four years, you know what I'm saying, or a trade school or whatever the case may be, and uh-huh. then guess what? After that, give him a little stipend, and then it's done. The only okay. time I see that you actually really truly deserve some money is if you was partnering or you were doing something for that business or something for that, you know what I'm saying, that talent or whatever it is that that caused that person to get the money that they have, then yes you should definitely uh, enjoy and partake in the in, in, uh, fruits of that labor. But outside of that, no, four years of college, stipend, bye. <laughs> All right.
0: So I can't wait for uh, Dr. Willis and Amy to co-author this bill and, and champion this bill <laughs> to the, towards the White House and see how that goes for, for alimony. <laughs> me and waiving their wa- rights to um, their children. Uh, the whole 14th Amendment t- thing, all this stuff. <laughs> be
2: there us.
3: So,
0: we'll you see. We'll, we'll see what happens going forward. Right, right.
3: What? One thing right. I learned, man, sense so, is not so coming. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, we'll go ahead and get ready to wrap things up. I appreciate you all joining the show this evening and um, participating in the discussion. And, Buck, I know you got in late, man, so you didn't hear the first three questions. But, uh, you know, I appreciate you chiming in when you did. But we'll go ahead and start with final thoughts. And, um, Buck, you may have some opinions um, on the final thoughts based on what they say. But I'll let uh, Dr. Willis go first with uh, his final thoughts.
3: All right, man. As always, it's always um, good to come on the show and chop it up with you and the show legend. Uh, my condolences goes out to Ray, um, uh, his wife Amanda, and Eminem. You know what I'm saying? Any kind of loss, especially when it's your your parent, your sibling, or your child, th- those are the heaviest. So, you know, my heart goes out to them. Uh wish them safe travels on the way to Mississippi, and, uh, you know, we send them love. Outside of that, you know, uh, as far as the topics are concerned, like I said, you know, um, they should withhold the guy's name just like the do the woman's until there's a uh, there's a verdict. And then if the verdict goes either way, then they expose that person. So if the guy's not guilty, then they can expose the girl who freaking brought, him, brought that up. If uh, he is guilty, then pass his name all over the place. Who cares, you know? But it should be equal, um, equal uh, treatment under the law. That's the 14th Amendment. So if anybody don't know that, go look it up. It says it in there. Uh, uh, secondly... I think that, you know, uh, you know, two couples or two people who are having sex, and, you know, I think they should have up until the woman can no longer have an abortion to decide if they want to stick stick it out and uh, go through with having the, ba- the child together. Uh, they should get it in agreement, get it in writing. If uh, the guy agrees that he wants to be the father of the child, he can't wait till like, a couple of days before she can no longer have an abortion or anything like that. Um, and then if it crosses over into it, he's stuck with that. On the flip side of that, if he decides that um, he wants to pull out of the deal or he don't want to and he, he's giving her enough time to uh, have the abortion or whatever the case may be, then he needs to pay for it. That's if she wants the abortion. Uh, if she don't want an abortion, she's to go through with it, and she's making a conscious choice that she can do it without him. I mean, I, like I said, it ain't right to some people, but it is fair. You know, both of them have a choice. Uh and then that'll that'll prevent that will actually decrease uh the amount of, you know, people having sex and, and getting pregnant, you know what I'm saying, without you know saying somebody they truly believe is gonna be there. You know what I'm saying, uh, for each other. Uh and then last but not least, um what was that one, that last one, Q. Um that was the one uh, about
0: Let's see, we had the uh, about the child changing the surname.
3: Yeah. If you're gonna change the child's name, like I I strongly believe that, you know what I'm saying, whether you know, you can find the, the dad or not, you're you're saying to you, you're saying to yourself that we are cutting everything off from this guy. You shouldn't be hounding him for child support, uh, no kind of support. That's what the that's what the uh stepdad has been providing. That stepdad is now becoming dad, you know, drop that step because he's been fulfilling that role and, and deservedly so. And so that's his responsibility now. You know, um, if if the guy, you know what I'm saying, if, if the guy is in the child's life and decided, hey, look, you know, I don't mind, we can do that, then fine, and then. then no no harm, no foul. If they don't, then guess what? You you should not do it. You shouldn't even entertain that idea unless you're saying, hey, I'm willing to let you go with this, 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 and this. Uh, and those are my thoughts.
0: All right. I appreciate it as always, sir. And let's see, Buck, you can chime in. I don't know how much of that you caught on to, but you can definitely chime in in on the alimony part of nothing else.
1: Well, I heard the question about the, you know, um, Amy was talking about, you know, the name changes. For the name, I mean, that's really strictly up to the people that are involved. Um, I know with my three board, my first two, I raised them, and, and they were from my wife's previous marriages. I raised, I raised both of them, and they actually, you know, we actually entertained the idea of adoption. Um, I said, if y'all want to adopt, y'all can keep y'all's regular name. You know, I'm not trying to, you know, change the line or whatnot. And they were good with that, you know. But we didn't, we didn't have to go through any of that, you know. This is, you know, why put labels on them? You know, they called me on Father's Day anyway, so it's no big deal. So. You know, it's really up to the individual. I wouldn't do it, but you know, that's strictly on the people that are involved. Um, as far as um, the alimony and things of that nature, you know, shouldn't be entitled to anything but what you guys have made together. Um, that's where it really should be. Um, it shouldn't be different in different states and all this other stuff. You know, then there needs to be some common ground um associated with that. I don't know if that'll ever change. But, you know, what y'all made together, okay. I'm she's entitled to no problem. But anything else before that, after that, no. But great show. I mean I wish we could have gotten on a little bit earlier, but I had a long job today, so but everybody have a great evening. Enjoy the rest of the week and my condolences go out to um, I guess the, uh, to Amanda and uh, Ray I guess, they, I guess they had a definite yeah. family I, I, I'm telling you yeah,
0: Ray, Ray lost his dad yesterday
1: Alright so condolences go out to them and uh, hopefully they have safe travels to and from um, you know thoughts and prayers go out to them and their family
0: Alright thank you sir and Amanda excuse me not Amanda Amy, shut it down for me.
2: Okay. It's a great show tonight. It's good to get back with with, with, the, with everybody. Um, much love, you know, out to Ray and Amanda and Eminem. You know, we love y'all. We're here for y'all. Um, I know what it's like to lose a parent. I lost my dad. Uh, it's been a little over a year, and it'll be two years this summer, and I lost my mom back in 2005, so... You know, it's just not something that you ever really really get over hard. Um as far as the show tonight, um yeah, I may have surprised y'all that I'm not so much, you know, a feminist. Um, I've never felt the need to be a big feminist because I had an absentee father who chose another family over you know, me and other kids over me. Um, Both of my kids' fathers were shitty, you know. I worked, y'all know I worked as a dancer for 15 years and um, worked in the bar business and stuff, and I did what I had to do to take care of my kids and not worry about the guy, you know. So I just never really felt that need to be any kind of big feminist, Um, you know, I... Like I told Shaughnessy's father, I don't need you to raise this child, you know. Um, So, you know, that may surprise y'all. I personally don't like abortion. I think it's awful, but it is necessary, unfortunately, in our world. But I do, you know, feel like um, we need to uh, get some more... Rights for these guys. If you're going to give, you you got to give. I believe in equal justice, and you got to give everybody the same rights. Whether you're a man or a woman, whether you're black or white, whether you're short, tall, fat or skinny, everyone deserves the same rights. So, what's my my favorite motto is "What's good for the goose is good for the gander," and you know that's just just the way I I feel about it.
0: Okay. All right. Well, I appreciate, um, that I appreciate you joining. It's great to hear your voice again, Dr. Willis, as usual, it's great to have you on and I appreciate your dissertation, sir. And that's going to do it for this week's episode. Uh, be sure to sign up for the email newsletter over at talk to Q.com or like my Facebook fan page, the talk to Q radio show, so that you can be updated on upcoming shows. I have a ton to talk about in the upcoming weeks. Um, You know, got the race for the Democratic nominee for the right to run against President Trump. I have a LeBron versus Jordan show coming within the next couple of weeks, and we're going to settle that discussion once and for all. And there's going to be an upcoming live call-in show about why some guys these days refuse to be accountable for their actions. So that's something we're going to get into over the next few weeks. Stay tuned for that. I appreciate everyone who listened to the show. Please feel free to leave feedback on the show page or via Facebook, Twitter, or DM me your thoughts. You know, I love to hear what you have to say, and I also take suggestions for future topics. And please share the show. It only takes a second or two to help spread the word via the share button on social media platforms. Everyone take care, and I'll see you next time. Holla.
1: Hey, what up, Q? What up, radio world? Think about it. 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 My name is Quentin. Think about it. Think about it. come about it. And this is my show. The Talk to Q Radio Show. <laughs> Call it,
2: here ahead. you. How are you?
1: What up, what up?
2: Thank you for having me on your show. It's so awesome to be here with you and all your listeners.
0: Bad man posted something in the chat room that almost made me choke over here.
1: <laughs> My man Ray out there in New Jersey. Ray, what's going on, man? Hey, what's up, man? How you doing? You know, I ain't telling you, don't screw. Screwing is cool. Some women are down for it.
2: <laughs>
1: I said some, not all. This is a show that people are supposed to get their opinion and tell what they think. Hey. About it. Yes, 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 yes.